this particular race is the World Championship Packboro race. Okay. Uh, but it's it's the only race in Colorado that involves donkeys and is an ultra. So what are the rules? The rules are no firearms. I don't know why that is a rule. And there's another one where is Has someone broken that rule? What begs the question, right? Like, why is this a rule? (laughs) Maybe 50 years ago, someone... Well... And then uh, another one was, you cannot ride the donkey, but the donkey can ride you. (laughs) Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. With your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Wow, new year. 2022. Our second year of the podcast. Second year of the pandemic. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Let's do it. Yeah. What's going on in the world of Gotta Run Racing this year? Oh, boy. What's going on? Big year, people. (laughs) New races. Yeah. What's what's first on the agenda? Well, the first one up is new, and it's going to be in Mansfield. Mansfield. Ontario. The, yeah, the Lost Lost Treasure Trail Race. Based on the Lost Treasure of Jesse James. Yeah. Where he, where supposedly he uh, hit his gold up in Mansfield. It's a true story. County, yeah, true story. True story. So we're going to have a 5 and a 10K there. Mm-hmm. And then in June, yep. another new race. And this one's for you ultra people. Yeah, the Fiddler Fifty. Fiddle, fiddler. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a fiddler. See, this is all new to us. We're just <laughs> we're ringing it. It's not fiddler on the fifty. It's fiddle fifty. Fiddle fifty. All right. So twenty five. Fifty fifty mile. Fifty hundred fifty k hundred k hundred miler. That's right. More exciting. Yep. Things to be released about that. And then we're finally getting to do our rainbow, which was supposed to be in 2020. And that's finally get off the ground, which is, again, it's going to be up to 100 miler, depending on how many loops you want to do. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Alliston yeah. at Earl Row. Yep. Island Lake Classic on Labor Day Monday. Yep. Still going strong. It's been 10 years. It has. Wow. And to wrap up the season. Chase the Coyote. Chase the Coyote. Is finally going to happen. It and is. Everyone who deferred for two years, thanks for sticking it with us. Yeah, exactly. But we finally got the okay, and it's going to finally take place. That's right. There you go. Okay. Who is on the podcast today? All right. Well, here we are, back with our Canadian Trail to Western States, Mm -hmm. since it didn't happen last year. We're going to talk to all the people that got drawn in the lottery, Canadians, that is, for this year. Yeah, it just happened, and we got... Leo. Leo Fung from Calgary. He has quite the adventure. And I can't wait to hear about all his ticket race. It took him six years, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Wow. And he's young, too. I think he's only 31. And he has quite the running history. Yeah, so so we can't wait to hear what all he has to say about that. Coming up. Leo Fung from Calgary. Welcome to the podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. So it's it's been about a month now since you've uh, your name got drawn in the Western States Lottery. 
And yeah. we are now doing our second annual Canadian Trail to Western States, and you're our first guest. So welcome. Oh, oh thank you for having me. <laughs> and congrats on finally getting in. Oh, yes, and likewise to you, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It has been a long time. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Before we get into your Western States journey of all your tickets, uh, it took you seven years to get in, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, started back in 2014, so it's it's been a grind. <laughs> so let's first talk about uh, how or why did you even start running? Well, the the short story is I, I, I was trying to avoid somebody at work during... Uh, during the lunch hour. Uh, so I, I found these other colleagues to run with. Um, and then basically I just started hanging out with the wrong people and my running distances just kept getting longer and longer. And then here I am. Well, that's a unique one. I don't think we've heard that one before, but I like it. Did you run in school at all, Leo? Not really. I was uh, I was more on the academic side instead of the athletics. So I'm just just catching up on my youth. <laughs> so did you find that you were pretty good at it because you've you have a very deep deep history in running in such a long time? So did you find that you were naturally good at it, or was it just something that you gradually got better at? Uh, I, I think I. Yeah, I think it was the latter. I mean, good, good's all relative, right? Like it's 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 all based on your goals, and maybe maybe sometimes you just set the bar a little too low for yourself. Um, but in turn, like I, I would definitely say, I found it natural for me. Right. Like yeah, it, it was very easy. Like maybe it's because my aspirations for running aren't. Aren't aren't on the side of performance, but right. it was uh, you know I'll, I'll definitely say it's a really good fit for my lifestyle. Yeah, you started at such a young age. Did you progress to ultras with five tens marathon, or did you just jump right into ultras? You know, I, I started out with ten k's. Ten k's were my first race, and then uh, like I said, I I gradually hung out with the wrong people, um, and then interestingly enough with a with a death race that was because we had signed up with a corporate team at work nobody realized it was the august long weekend so everybody bailed and then i just asked them hey the entry's paid for can i just run every single leg consecutively and they're like yeah i'm sure go for it (laughs) and then accidentally qualified for western and then just that that was that was basically when everything started going downhill wow did you know about western states before death race i actually didn't <laughs> so then how did western become such a big iconic race that you wanted to try to get to when did that start to play in after the first ticket Probably right around the same time because I I was running with a, a group and th- there were a few Western veterans in there and they really encouraged me to just go after it and just make the most of make the most of that ticket entry. <laughs> so you were training for death race to do a leg. Which leg were you supposed to do? Uh, I believe it was leg two, if my memory serves correct. Well, funnily enough, that's the leg that I did on a team. And, yeah. and they gave it to me because it was supposed to be the easiest leg. <laughs> so now you've just trained for leg two. How much trail running had you done going into death race? Like wh- what was your longest run? Do you remember? Yes. It, it, I, I remember because it was, it was trail stoke 
that was uh, it was supposed to be sixty k, and it was the inaugural race that uh, Five Peaks put on just mm-hmm. by Revelstoke, and that was quite literally two weeks before. Uh, they cut it down to forty eight because of weather. Okay. Uh, but that was that was pretty much my first ultra right there. Wow! So two weeks before Death Race, wow. he did like a fifty k. Nice. How how was your experience? Because I did Death Race back in two thousand five, yeah. and you did it in two thousand fifteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah. How was your experience with Death Race overall? Overall, it was uh, it was an experience for sure. Like I, I looking back at it, it, I definitely have some qualms with the way it was managed. But like it's under new management now, so uh, I, I've I've seen that it's it's much better. But like. Uh, in terms of my personal experience and, and, and what I could control, let's say I hadn't discovered the magic of toe socks yet. So <laughs> everything everything beyond kilometer 67 just was like a nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I did read your blog or your race report on Death Race. And I, I having done part of the race and l- living through the experience with Norm, I had to giggle at some of your comments. So I encourage our our listeners to check out Leo's blog spot, which we will post up on the video for sure, because you have a great sense of humor. And you're very, um, even back then, as that being your first ultra, you, you had some strong opinions. And I think they were, they were right in line with what most ultra runners expect right. at an ultra. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm glad you could uh, kind of relate to it <laughs> <laughs> definitely first year you've put your ticket in uh yeah. you, you know back then it, it seven years no almost eight years ago it wasn't as difficult to get into you but you probably didn't expect to get in to western states to western states so were you already thinking of okay what am i going to do in 2015 in order to get that that second ticket yeah, so right after, like, back to the toe socks thing, that was literally somebody just told me the day after, hey, like, you know, you could go so much further if you weren't, like, dicking around with your socks and popping blisters left and right. <laughs> um, so I, I, that that was the first challenge. It was, it was basically, let's, let's try to high grade this, um, well, I would call it almost abysmal time these days. <laughs> um, and yeah, just start getting into shape for western and then i think i think i hit up georgia death race next as a as a big gnarly race right um and that was slightly shorter but with more vert and i think i i was well sub 20 hours on that one mm-hmm. um yeah um but then that was also the year i just decided okay we've done death race let's what's another 60 or what's another 40 K we'll just hit up hundred milers and right. see how that goes. <laughs> I want to ask you about the, the, the Georgia death race because they're both considered death races, but really what is the difference between each two as far as uh, the, the big one I would say is like the, the difference between the East coast and the West coast, uh, from what I have experienced, the West Coast is death by four extremely big mountains. <laughs> um, and, like, sometimes, like, if you're running on forestry service roads, it, it might feel like a marathon. You can just shut your mind off, put one foot in front of the other, and just keep a good rhythm. Yeah. You go out, you go out east, and, like, 
everything's trying to kill you. <laughs> Almost like Australia. Like you, you <laughs> accidentally trip and fall, you're going to have to keep your hands above the rocks just in case you dig into like a snake den or something. <laughs> um, but it's, it's also like death by at least 50 hills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, constant yes, climbing. This, you can relate to that. Yeah, I think it's the same owners as who puts on Cruel Jewel. I think so. And I did. It's uh, the same mountain range, I think. It's oh. the same mountain range. It is not. I, I believe Cruel Jewel is through dumbass events. And oh. the run bum has death race. But uh, you are correct. I, I believe they're they are both out of Bogle, which is in northern Georgia. Yeah, so it's it's the same gnarliness. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending. So in terms of of promising uh, death by a race, you're gonna you're gonna call Georgia the more the more accurate. <laughs> yes, I would definitely say that. I would okay. definitely say that. Good yeah. to know. Excellent. <laughs> but your ticket race in 2015 was actually a little closer to home, right? Lost yeah, that, Soul. Yeah, that was Lost Soul. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. So that's just down in Lethbridge, just a couple hours south of us here in Calgary. Um, that one was, uh, a pretty neat experience. Like it's, it's in the coolies in the prairie. They just have this, uh, river valley and you just go surfing up and down the, mm. the cliff sides. And like, you know, you're driving there and you're just wondering where am I going to find all this vert, yeah. all this prairie and, and surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We interviewed Sarah Seeds who did, uh, Lost Souls. She actually won the race actually. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She was telling us about all that. Cool. Oh, yeah. Did you get to train on that? Did you go down there to train ahead of time, or? No, I'm, mm. I'm one of those people that's just like just 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 surprise me on the day of the race. <laughs> you haven't learned yet, eh? <laughs> I haven't learned yet. No, no, no. <laughs> you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that same year, you did a bunch of other ones. What did you do that same year? Oh. Uh, yeah, so that was the year I decided to try to hate running, and I ended up running, like, a monthly 100-miler for five straight months. Um, so I started wow. with Sinister 7. That was my first 100-miler. Uh, it is quite the race to pop your 100-miler cherry on, but, like, it's... Uh, I, I'm not the only person to do it. I volunteer every year, and I see people, like, who are who had the same mindset as me and decide, oh, this is... It'll be a nice one to run a hundred miler in. Yeah. Like a uh, first hundred miler. And yeah, that year we didn't get the smoke, but lately it's just heat, rain, mm. hail, smoke. Uh, but like if you're, if you're looking to sharpen your teeth uh, to get in shape for any hundred miler, like I definitely recommend that one. Right. Yeah. And that's closer to home too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's about three hours. No, probably less than that. Two hours, two and a half hours. Okay. As well. Okay. Yeah. And you also did, uh, part of your hundreds were Havelina. And Fat Dog. Fat Dog. Fat Dog, yeah. Yeah, so how did you feel after five months of hundreds? So Havelina was the fourth one. That was Halloween weekend, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, really gunning for sub-24, but <laughs> just, just not, not being realistic about my recovery times here. Yeah. Uh, and I think I ended up with, like, 25 hours and 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like death. And, but there was a part of me that was like, I just want to see what, like, a sub-2400 miler feels like. So, like, two weeks after, I just signed up for some random... Uh, 24 hour race in in a dog park in Wichita in Kansas. Oh my gosh, at a dog park! Wow. At a dog park, yeah. 
How do you find yeah. these races? <laughs> Ultra sign up is quite amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah, but is this three o'clock in the morning after one too many scotch? <laughs> Pretty much. It's like miney mo. <laughs> <laughs> that looks nice. How long was the loop in the dog park? Two kilometers. Okay. Yeah. We have a race for you. Yeah, yeah. We have a race for you. You're coming to Ontario in June. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Just before Western. It'll be a warm-up for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going to Wichita, Kansas, to a dog park to run... 80 laps around and yeah. just because you want to get under 24 hours. So how did that go? Uh, amazing. Well, it was like nature just told me to just sit down. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the storm system that sunk the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happened again that week <laughs> <laughs> and basically, yeah, about 50 miles in the wind just kicked up and, Jess was like, no, you're going to run with a headwind for the entire night. Oh, boy. I actually managed to get the 100 miles in like 2345. Nice. But yeah, so it was, it was cutting it real close. But I, yeah, like I, I remember coming home and was like, I should really throw out all my running shoes. <laughs> become a chore. <laughs> Again, with, with this incredible year you had, fat dog and all that do you have the same pacer does anybody travel with you consistently to do these with you or you're by yourself i am for most of the time i'm by myself mm-hmm. uh occasionally for some of the bigger races i have had uh folks volunteer um to come hang mostly because like if it's if it's something like ultra trail mont blanc Mm-hmm. where you've got one drop bag 50 miles in. Mm. Um, it, it might help to have, like, a crew. Yeah. Um, pacers, I generally don't – I don't do pacers. I just run my own race. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't need somebody judging me the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after mile 70, I, I don't need them commenting on how I'm basically a drunk toddler. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, crews, they're, they're absolutely essential for a lot of races. Mm-hmm. Um Another another one that I can think of is West Highland Way. Uh, I think they've got a drop bag, not even fifty k in, and they tell you to bring two crew members. So wow, I just I just found two friends and just said, hey, you want to go for a road trip up Scotland? <laughs> so yeah, that ended up being the fastest I've ever run ninety eight miles. They couldn't find two miles on that one. Oh no! no. no. Yeah, but you just yeah. do two miles in the parking lot. So I'm 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 thinking about the Havelina and the dog park as part of mm-hmm. your your five in a row. The fact yeah. that three of those races are somewhat lots of vert, somewhat like mountainous, and then you hit Havelina, which is very runnable, mm-hmm. and then you hit Wichita, which obviously is flat and runnable. Were you prepared for that? Because living where you live, I assume you train a lot on vert. And it's very different to run a mountain hundred versus a flat flat hundred because you're just going to run more. At least Correct. you would think. Yeah, so, yeah. how did you feel about that? Because that that's a big adjustment. Yeah, not gonna lie, I hated it. 
Yeah. Straight up hated it. Like my, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I have thunder thighs, which like they help for hiking. Yeah. But then you have something that's like marginally douche grade out at McDowell for Havelina. And I think, I think it was by the third loop I was just hiking and I don't know, like if I, if I had more time at the track or on pavement, I probably could have run that, but yeah. it was, it, it was just different. It is. <laughs> no. Yeah. We were there at the same time. Do you know that? Oh, no way! We were there at the same time, same race. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe I did. Maybe you passed me in the third loop or I passed you in the third loop. But our, our times are pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you, did you remember somebody dressed up as Toad that race? Oh, he, he had to... I remember the lizard man. Oh, he, yeah, the well, lizard. He, he had to put his food through his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he won the he won the costume. He won the costume. Yeah, I was dressed up as Toad for that particular race. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was a hot year too. That was really hot. Yeah, would would you go back to Havelina to get your sub twenty four there? Probably if if I was looking for that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you have a long list of to dos. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, t- I just try to not run the same race more than once, <laughs> unless uh, I have two exceptions. Uh, one of them is if a donkey is involved, which we'll get to later. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other is if I'm a pace bunny. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That but makes sense. I just yeah. Every, everything else, I'm just like the world's a big place. It's. There's nothing wrong with broadening my horizons. I agree. I, I only do one race once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many out there. Yeah. And exactly. time's limited. So. Exactly. And and fortunately for you, you have you have a little bit more time on on us. So <laughs> <laughs> take it from us. Don't do the yeah. same race twice. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, move on to your third ticket to Western, which was what? Third ticket. So that was... So what year are we in? 2016. 2016 now. So, uh... Miwok. Oh, Miwok. Yes, Miwok. Uh, what did I do that year? Okay, so I... I just I just had some big plans that year. <laughs> not, now I, because I, so the same thing happened with Bad Dog. It was like... Um, I didn't know it was a hard rock qualifier. Mm. Um, and then I ran it. Finished it. And then now I have to qualify for Hard Rock again because it was like, oh, good my God, you finished Fat Dog in 36 hours. You can totally do Hard Rock. Anyway, that's a different story. So I, I, I was focused on just begging Hard Rock qualifiers. But then, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, maybe I should also throw another ticket into Western. So I picked Miwok. Uh, that was the first time I was ever in the Bay Area. But I had heard, like, in terms of running meccas, you like you got Flagstaff, but Marin is just just amazing. So yeah, I picked I picked that one, and yeah, no, I mean it was it was classic Scottish weather out there as it is usually in the Bay, but <laughs> uh, you know met some pretty nice friends and yeah, finished that one in a half decent time. <laughs> we should we should mention too that you you did qualify and you did get into Hard Rock, but it's been deferred. Yes. To 2022. We'll we talk about that later. We definitely need to have a follow-up conversation 
let's say next uh, end, like the end of July, perhaps. July, yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, because <laughs> I think that'll be a really good, cool conversation once you've done Western and Hard Rock back to back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that same year. Yeah. You- that same year, 2016, you did the Angels Crest. Angels Crest, yeah. So that was, so this was before I realized hard rock qualifiers are good for two years. So, <laughs> and then here I am just begging, or yeah, begging qualifiers each year anyways. So like that dog would be good for another year, but I just decided, yeah, I'll just run Angeles Crest. Yeah, that, that one was pretty nice. It, it wasn't my first time in LA, but just crazy how you just drive from like, the mountains on the northeast corner by San Bernardino and yeah just somehow end up in Pasadena and <laughs> another 30 minutes from the beach <laughs> I've always wanted to do that race it was on my list a long time but yeah. I never got there I've done many races in California but not that one yeah do you see LA at night when you're running in the mountains in the distance is that the whole idea yes. there yeah you do you actually do oh. um there, I, I forget, there's an abandoned railroad grade out there that when, mm. once you get onto that, on a very clear day, you can see the lights all the way to basically San Diego. Wow. Yeah. That's but cool. But it also, it, it also tells you, like, you still got a long ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> After having three tickets in Western, are you now thinking, okay, well, maybe my chances are getting better now. Now you're, you're more paying more attention to the lottery. Hopefully this is the year. Actually, no. No, this is where the furrows come in. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point, like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, my odds are not, well, they're astronomically low, despite despite my best efforts. So we'll just keep grinding, but let's just, let's focus on other other fun things. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend, uh, he saw me riding a donkey, like, back in, <laughs> down, when I was down in Mexico. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... That's literally the story. I was riding a donkey in Mexico. And I was like, hey, Leo, check out these races where in Colorado where you don't ride the donkey, but it's like canine cross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With an 800-pound dog. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We Run the North, celebrating Canada's national parks, features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's Banff, and then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate-style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotterunracing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. So I started researching that, and uh, yeah, finished Angeles Crest, but I had already reached out to a uh, in a borough farm mm-hmm. uh, that particular year. Uh, I told them, like, a year from now, I'm going to need a donkey for reasons. It's like, oh, you've come to the right place. I rent out donkeys to people like you. <laughs> wow. And this is uh, where? This is a, uh, this is just outside of Denver. Uh, if you know where Breckenridge is, it's yep. about... An hour south, yeah, down in Fairplay. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, how long is this race? This what's the race called? The name of this race? The board. So this this particular race is the World Championship Pack Race, even though it's just twenty nine miles. 
Um, and it's like the second race or second or third race of the year. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's the only race in Colorado that involves donkeys and is an ultra. So this is the one I just kept repeating year after year, just to just see if I can improve on my equine handling skills. Do you get the same donkey every year? No, no, no. Um, they, uh, my, my burrow pimp, as I call her, she, she pairs me up based on my running resume. And, uh, like the, the other thing I have to mention as well is like, it's at altitude, right? So, right. Uh, certain donkeys don't really care about altitude and they just you know, throw down like the six minute mile, regardless of how you're feeling. <laughs> uh, so, so some, some years when I'm just not feeling it, she just gives me somebody else. Right. So what are the rules? The rules are, uh, and, and there, there's a ton, but the big ones are this particular donkey needs uh, uh, 30 pounds of gear. Okay. Uh, and this goes back to the mining era. Um, the origins of this story or the, of the sport is basically you, you'd have miners rushing back from uh, their claims to the claims office trying to beat one another mm-hmm. um, to get them to stake their claims. But they have to drag a donkey with all the gear. So now it's this whole sport. Right. Uh, so in this 30 pounds, you've got, I think it's like a pickaxe, a pan, or because uh, not everybody has those things in the 21st century. Just 30 pounds of rocks will do. And they, and they weigh the pack saddles before. Okay. And then there's a couple weird rules I don't know the origin of because, like, this this race has been going on for 70-some-odd years. Wow. Uh, but no firearms. I don't <laughs> know why that is a rule. <laughs> And there's another one where is has someone uh, broken like, that rule? <laughs> what begs the question, right? Like, why is this a rule? <laughs> Maybe 50 years ago, someone. Well, and then uh, another one it was you cannot ride the donkey, but the donkey can ride you. <laughs> that's a, a rule that's you cannot do. You can't ride the donkey, but the donkey can ride, can ride you. I think I can uh, pull that off. <laughs> the first year I did it, uh, no clue what I was doing. Just showed up. Yeah, the day before the race, they had a whole couple, whole bunch of 14ers just, um, just said, yeah, no, I'm acclimatized. Wow. Uh, I ended up finishing in seven hours, though. And I think I was like 10th or 12th that race. Wow. Uh, but that was also the year. Uh, where I staked my claim to fame by beating Max King. Ooh! Ma- Max somehow showed up to this race too, <laughs> and finished finished in the dark. Wow! Um, and I th- I think he was yeah he that was at least twelve hours I think. Oh my gosh! So the donkey yeah. wasn't cooperating, maybe? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think what happened was uh, this was the year Ryan Sanders won Western States, and then I think he just stayed behind. Uh. He actually came in fifth uh at this at this race and i think he had like just shy of four hours or something max and ryan ran together for a while and then somehow his donkey i think it was marcia just just quit (laughs) and they had to hike back oh wow yeah it's absolute carnage like if i know salomon's got a a film of max king's adventures that year and uh, just the start line is absolute chaos. Like, like you can imagine a horse race has horses all pointed forward. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. like you know, they're, they're all rearing to go at the start line of one of these races. Like you got donkeys facing everywhere, just poop everywhere. And then just 
random animals. Like there's a couple of intact jacks that are like eight feet tall. Then you got Marty and his miniature donkey buttercup <laughs> at the front. Wow. Tiny dog. Like it's absolute chaos. <laughs> we'll have to look that one yeah, up. Absolutely. So yeah. getting back to your ticket races, I think we're in 2017 now and you, yes. you uh, did Eastern States. Yes. Which I understand yes. is another beast. Yeah. Tons was, of vert. Uh, so, I, so besides the donkeys, I was now looking for anything that, with the word triple crown in it. <laughs> I, I ended up flying to Pennsylvania three times that year. So I did Heiner, <laughs> World's End, and Eastern States. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't think I would do Eastern States before Western States. <laughs> <laughs> more hills. Relentless more hills. hills, right? Yeah, more hills, more snakes, more <laughs> thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what month is that, Eastern I want to say August. Hmm. Oh, okay. So the heat then as well. Yeah, and the, fly, the flies, deer flies. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad when I did it. Like, it was it was very rainy, but I've, I have heard of years where you do get the deer flies. Other years you get downbursts. Mm. Other years you have mini mm. tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. And then you've now we're into the Tahoe Rim trail your fifth ticket yeah so that was 2018 that was the year where like under the old system i knew i'd be running utmb that year because i'd struck out twice Mm. as long as you qualify um or have enough points uh you get a lottery buy so at the beginning of that year they told me yeah you're coming just because i've been begging all these hard rock qualifiers uh so i had the points yeah um i decided to do tahoe rim I think that was that was around july yeah that, that would have been a pretty decent just tune up for utmb mm-hmm. uh never been to tahoe before mm. uh, no one no intention on running the, like the entire tahoe rim yeah. <laughs> but it was a it was a good way to just get a lay of the land and uh see what that place was all about so did you kind of use that as your as your training run for utmb i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And how was UTMB? Yeah, we can't not talk about UTMB. <laughs> <laughs> UTMB, yeah, it's. I, I did trail running just just to get away from people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> UTMB is not that. No. Uh, you, 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 very few ultras. I don't. I don't know if there's any other like hundred miler where you start out with twenty five hundred people. Yeah, so, yeah. I will say, like it, just the experience was amazing. You you can't you can't say oh yeah i ran through three countries around a mountain mm. <laughs> like, pretty much anywhere else yeah definitely like a lot of the times i was like okay i just want to pee in the woods in peace like, <laughs> just like you're constantly surrounded by people wow yeah that's interesting <laughs> was that your first european or no because i think i Actually, saw no yeah okay no, my, yeah my first european would have been 2014 i took a trip to austria just to do my first stage race yeah. ah. uh, and that was a tour de tarot right and then we also had an office in norway uh from where i work and yeah no i in 20 i think it was 2015 i just figured out a reason to go up there mm-hmm. and that was the first time probably the last time that I was completely crewed by somebody on a boat whoa because we we were we started at the mouth of the fjord and just ran straight in wow oh, 
That's cool. Huh. Yeah, so that was pretty trippy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> wow. So how do you compare European races to North American? What would you say um, is the number one difference? Number one difference is everybody suffers through the night. They have, like, crazy start times. Most <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think they want, they just want front of the pack and the back of the pack to suffer equally. <laughs> yeah, because in Europe is where I started at midnight. Yeah, I, Yeah, which that's is, right. I never started at midnight before in a race, so that was interesting. That messes you up big it time. It does, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, you're already jet-lagged. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to sleep through the day and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about UTMB and Fat Dog because the difference of your time was only one minute. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what's up with that? Is it, are, they, are they equal races as far as difficulty? I would say no. The biggest difference is our Fat Dog is slightly longer now. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is about that place. Everybody hallucinates. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter how fast you're going. Like it's I think it's just the remoteness. You're you're always constantly trying to see civilization somewhere. Mm. You're you're pretty much tripping balls right after mile seventy. Wow. You know what's funny is that because we, we interviewed or chatted with Ricardo and yes. he, he did Fat Dog and UTMB as well, and we asked him the same his his difference of time was six minutes. And crazy. he also, I think, was hallucinating yeah, yeah, hot dog. Yeah, yeah. There's something out there trips and really trips you up. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Hmm. Wow. So next was uh, Bighorn. Okay, so wait a minute. Let's go. Let's do a check back to the lottery and see how, how Leo's feeling. Yeah, how you Come feeling Come on, now? this is the year. <laughs> yeah, do you always okay, think yeah, this is the so year? I finished UTMB. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm done for the year. It's late August. I got nothing else. Uh, I get into Hard Rock that year. Oh yeah. yeah. In... So I'm on okay. I'm on deck for the 2019 Hard Rock. Okay. How'd that so feel? Feeling, that was amazing, especially because like I had been trying uh, long, uh, well for a shorter time than some of my friends who had been going like uh, for at least five years, mm. and I just got in on like third try, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance. This is, <laughs> this is within the realm of possibility that. I can get into Western. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No. No. <laughs> so you had to go do Bighorn. Then I, then I had to go do Bighorn. This was, this was, yeah, like, I signed up for Bighorn for two reasons. One of them, it was a Western qualifier. Mm -hmm. The other, because I thought Hard Rock was going to happen. Right. Even, even back in May, like, they had... I want to say it's around 500% the average annual snowpack at that point. Mm. In an ideal world, it would have been like a tune-up for hard rock. Right. I ended up just, yeah, just running Bighorn. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good confidence booster. Just no, I still had my mojo. Time was a bit slower because I ran into one of my friends I'd started with. Uh, she, in her infinite wisdom, just wore wool socks that night. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what? We rarely run together. Let's just hike it in, and that's what we did. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, why not? So at what yeah. point, please remind us, because I don't recall, at what point was Hard Rock called? When did they pull the plug there? Uh, it would have been a week before Bighorn. Which was how so close? That would have been uh, five or six weeks out. Five or six. Okay, hmm. so what's going through your mind? Are you... 
somewhat relieved because you maybe weren't trained up enough or were you really disappointed or what was going yeah. through your mind? Probably a, probably a bit of both. No, like I, I was feeling really confident after Bighorn and I finished 31 something and I knew I had the, I had the gas to go sub 30 on mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, for reasons, but yeah, no, like I was in really good shape. I also had some sort of just self peer, well, self pressure to try to get out of the never entrance pool <laughs> in Hard Rock and just just get it over with, so somebody else could take my place and experience it. Right. Mm. You know, I just I just made peace with it. It, it wasn't my turn. And no, that's, that's fine. Yeah. No. Okay. Now looking down the barrel, you've got Western States and you've got Hard Rock in 2022. Are yeah. you gonna? front load your your schedule next year and do lots of races like do you use races as your training or do you think you're going to back off and just stick to a, a training schedule and then head into western as your maybe your premier and only like before hard rock kind of thing what would uh, it'd probably be the latter so yeah. i used to just do races as tune-ups mm-hmm. and this was before i had significant confidence in my running abilities so i just start by always just signing up for like at least a race that was as long as half the distance of my goal race. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it got really busy. You pay a lot in baggage fees because you fly everywhere. <laughs> I somehow don't race local apparently. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, Bighorn, I just tried to, I just tried something else. And there was one day where we have this mountain just, uh, probably 40 minutes from my house called Prairie Mountain. It's 700 so odd meters high, mm-hmm. but the incline is only three and a half meters of horizontal distance. Okay. So my tune up for Bighorn was basically 14 hours on that mountain right. until a snow squall kicked me off. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. Like I was loaded for 24 hours on the mountain just to see uh, see what would happen but ah, that wasn't my day right and then uh yeah this this particular year which we'll get to later like i had a 100k race and my longest race six six weeks out and it was only 55k long and that yeah that, that was just a casual run in the kootenays so i i'll probably just find some some long adventures just to get in shape yeah. for western and yeah just Heat training opportunities, I think, are probably going to be more important. Right. But, yeah, probably probably not so much races. We'll just jump into Western, and I'll be a lead-up to Hard Rock. Right. That sounds good. Let's, let's talk about your seventh ticket first before we go into... Oh, sorry. Did I jump ahead? How you f- I did. I'm just, I'm just curious about Quicksilver. Uh, <laughs> I never heard about this race. I didn't... So tell me about this race, uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Did you know the monarch butterfly is the ultra runner of the insect world? Covering over 4,000 kilometers every year during their migration from Mexico to Canada. Is that what they mean when they say the butterfly effect? That was a weird movie. 
we've launched the Monarch Ultra Virtual 10K. You can run, walk, hike, bike, or flap your wings virtually anytime, anyplace. You'll receive a beautiful two-sided medal featuring a stunning Monarch, as well as a custom neck gaiter, all while supporting Camp Kawartha in Peterborough. Our goal is to have 430 participants across North America, each completing 10K, representing the collective distance of the Monarch's migration. Sprint to GottaRunRacing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. Pandemic kicked in, and then my 2020 race races were non-existent. Like just nothing happened there. I was signed up for Bryce. No, not Bryce. Zion, I think. No, it was Bryce. It was Bryce. Yeah. I was signed up for Bryce, just sold my entry. Hard Rock was canceled. Uh, and then I just completely forgot. I uh, still probably need to qualify for Western. Because <laughs> like, now, now they have the one-time pregnancy buy and then the one-time no questions asked buy. I thought I could use that. And then I think sometime, <laughs> sometime around August, I was like, Leo, you should get off the gravel bike and let's just let's just see if we still got it in the tank. So I looked for something that had well, it was like the it was close to the end of the qualification period mm. during twenty twenty one. It was either Quicksilver, which is a race that normally happens in I believe April. Okay, uh, this is down in San Jose, mm-hmm. or it was. I think it was Leona Divide. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that that was in early November, just outside of LA. Yeah. Uh, again, that one is late April, early May. Uh, and I picked Quicksilver just because there were these hills outside. Of, it was in these hills outside of San Jose that I just always drove by and just always thought, oh, cool. That looks like running. <laughs> <laughs> but I just never, never had any reason to stop so i yeah no, i just picked that one didn't realize it was mostly fire road oh yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no still squeaked out like a 13 17 i think for 100k yeah because so. you had to be under a certain hour to get the ticket right yeah it was 16 hours and that's mm. that's what i was shooting for originally and then i realized okay yeah i mean Maybe you set the bar a little low, Leo. <laughs> and I, I thought, okay, realistically, I could probably do fourteen, and then I, I realized fourteen on single track, though. And yeah, and then I, I think it was somewhere around twenty-five miles or so, just doing some quick math in my head when I was going up this three and a half k hill uh, that I was pretty much on pace for thirteen hours and twenty minutes. Nice. Mm. And, yeah, and then just kept that going. <laughs> So then now when the lottery is happened, did you finally watch the lottery with your seven tickets? You're thinking this has got to be the year. I, I've never actually watched the lottery. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Western. It's a Western time zone. Okay. Um, right. So I, I, just, I just go for a run. And then, you know, when you, when you get back into cell service, you just think all those text messages that you're getting are not congratulatory at all. <laughs> um, but uh, no, just, they like they'd release the odds. Uh, I think a week out from the lottery, mm-hmm. and, uh, I think it said I had a forty percent chance of getting into Western. Uh, Hard Rock was already carried over, so I knew that was a certainty. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I had a feeling, and I didn't actually look at my text messages. I think the first thing that's that I saw was just the invoice from Ultra Sign Up. <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah. Come on! I told you that as soon as I got in, boom! Right on my visa. Really? Yeah. Two seconds Where's later. My money? 
Wow. <laughs> they don't waste any time. Which which is a good feeling. Sure. Um, like, you're not going to complain. <laughs> finally. Finally get, getting in. Well, I think we tried to tag you because we were doing our stories on uh, Instagram, but I, I'm not sure if we actually managed to tag you or... But yeah, no, I don't have an Instagram presence whatsoever. No, okay. So, well, we we congratulated all the Canadians that day. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, and there's going to be quite a few of us. Well, I'm including myself, but I am crew, so I count. But um, there's going to be quite a few of us next year because, of course, the deferrals. And I think there was, what, a dozen that got chosen? There'll probably be about 20 Canadian runners. Yeah. Plus, everyone's going to have a pacer somewhat, and then plus crew. Yeah, are you going to break your rule and have a pacer for Western? I'm sure there's lots of running friends that are clamoring for the job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely do. I'm not known to really taper. Um, Mm. (laughs) I just keep running till like, a week before the race and and, uh, then get some physio and whatnot. But... uh, (laughs) The weekend before the race is the Tahoe 200, mm-hmm. and I have a friend running that, so I'm crewing and pacing her. Okay. That one. And then, I, yeah, no, I just told her to stick around for another weekend. Right. <laughs> so you're going to be down there for a little while beforehand. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Awesome. After Western is hard rock three weeks later, <laughs> really, what is your strategy? <laughs> Going into Hard Rock uh, three weeks after Western. I think there's, yeah, two big things are on my mind. One, just get in the shape. Not not so much running shape. That's It's just going to be injury downside. So just, just stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, two is altitude. Just with all my donkey racing, uh, I've sort of got that figured out. I have uh, just some altitude, like acclimatization method I've been using. Hmm. I've tested it by running hungover at 10,000 feet, and it's, it, it works. So. Awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just pretty much preventing injury and just, just recovery and just muscle regeneration is what I'm focusing on in those three weeks. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be an amazing. Epic. Epic. That's pretty epic. I don't know anybody personally who's done back-to-back that before. Jeff Browning holds the record, you know. I, 42, yeah. 42 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, yeah. there's another person running the double this year. Who's that? He fini- uh, he's, his name's Mark Vogel outside of Spokane. He actually finished 30 minutes behind me at Bighorn. No wow. way! Yeah, but he's he's running the double this year, too. Are you going to reach out to him? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to try to... My own, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running my own race. But yeah. you're going to try to beat him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, good. <laughs> secretly, secretly in your own mind. Mark Vogel. Yeah. You got to find yeah. his bib number just in case, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I find him, I'm going to trip. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nice that's Canadians what, cool don't do that. Yeah. It's well, the cool thing about trail running. You don't have anybody who throws elbows out. No. Like everybody just encourages everybody else to finish. It doesn't matter the conditions. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're neck and neck with 500 feet to go. Exactly. You just, you just push each other to finish. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other races on your bucket list after? I mean, you, come on, you've done the epic you've UTMB, the Hard Rock, Western. Really, what's left? Well, I told myself I would qualify for Boston 
back in 2013, and then I realized <laughs> I need what to call three. Uh huh. So that that's on the radar. Okay. Um, I, I don't have the body shape for a sub three, so it's it's going to be a grind to get there. Yeah. Just wait till um, you're forty; you'll yeah. be fine. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Um. So the the marathon majors, maybe that that's assuming I can stomach paying uh, <laughs> those exorbitant fees to get into like just a forty two k race. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and let's be realistic. Road runners convert to trail runners, but trail runners do not convert to road runners. Yeah, no. very rare. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's part of the challenge. So. <laughs> what so about I, uh, stage races like uh, Marathon des Sables or Trans Rockies? It's funny because I know one of the RDs for Trans Rockies very closely, and he keeps asking me to go to that one. But I've, I've just been in the area enough that uh, I, uh, I just kind of want to do it on my own and not with a giant frat party in tow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, and then just with Marathon de Saba, it's just, I just hate sand. <laughs> or I'm just like completely like Anakin Skywalker. I just, ugh, <laughs> just hate how it feels. <laughs> so no huge goals after Western and Hard Rock, would you say? Mm, not really. Uh, my, the friend I'm, Crewing and pacing at Tahoe. She's she's gunning for the triple two hundred. So mm. like, wow. for the rest of the year, I'll, yeah. I'll probably go out to her other two races and I'll just push her through. And there is a chance I you know I might find the money to bag all three in a single year as well. But <laughs> so a two hundred is potentially on your on your horizon. Yeah. 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 Why for not? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Because. Clearly, you're you're built for endurance, so that's yeah. the next that's the next evolution, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing how ultras go from a hundred to two hundred with really not much in between. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just two extra days. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Leo. If you have the well, mind for it. That's an ultra mind right there. It sure is. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to see you on the start line at Squaw. Oh, for sure. And thank you for having me again. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I know. hope to see you there and definitely hope to talk to you in July as well after all this blows over. Yeah, oh, we you, will for sure. I can't wait to hear your story about Western and Hard Rock. Oh my gosh. Epic. <laughs> if epic. You're, if you're still upright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we like to end our podcast with a little bit of rapid fire questions. If you don't mind, we're going to throw a few at you. Oh, I love these. Yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Name a food you could eat for a week straight. Ramen. Ramen. All right. Carbs. I like it. Uh, I think I already know the answer, but beer or wine? Beer. Beer. Do you listen to music when you run? Nope. Nope. Bears okay. are super dangerous out here. Oh, good point. Good yeah. point. Do you, wear, do you have a bear bell or whistle? or? Uh, we use bear spray out here. Bear spray. If, if you wear the bear uh, bells enough, they just get acclimatized to that frequency. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Mountains. <laughs> okay. Pick a superpower. Uh, time travel. Oh, well, that leads into our other question. Well, that is also mine. I would definitely love to time travel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to and why? Uh, 
the 60s just because everybody was styling. Especially in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you into the 60s music? A little bit. Like, I was a big Mad Men nerd, and then I Uh watched... Last night to Soho, and then obviously I have the soundtrack for that now. <laughs> yes, yes, gotcha. Uh, favorite junk food? Oh, uh, it's not really junk, but kale chips. That's <laughs> not junk. That's <laughs> healthy. Okay, okay p- potato chips then. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Do you have any tattoos? No. Okay. And do you lose toenails? When you run. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were going to show us. You backed up there for a second. There we go. He's showing us. Yeah, this is from Quicksilver. Nice. There's nothing left. <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you again. This is a hoot. On, awesome. re- on race day, wear a little Canadian flag somewhere so we can spot each other. <laughs> Oh, I, I have the uh, one and a half inch inseam boa Canadian flag shorts. Nice. So I'm I'm pretty sure you'll see me. Are you gonna rock those? I I might. Yeah. You right. have those too. I'm split. I'm gonna be split shorting it. Oh my god! Yep. Twinsies. There's definitely a picture that needs to happen here. Absolutely. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks, we'll, Leo. We'll see you in squaw. Nice to meet you. For sure. Cheers. Likewise. Bye. 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 Wow! 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 I don't know how he's going to do. First of all, the fact that he's able to just keep plugging away to get into hard rock and Western states. It finally happens for him in the same year. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, He's going to do hard rock three weeks after Western states. I we're going to have him back on the podcast after that happens. Oh, just, 100%. Just to hear his epic tale of both races. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And, and I hope he finishes both. Yes, definitely. Just to make it awesome. And then his incredible journey, plus <laughs> with the donkey races, is pretty funny. It's so cool. I know. And he, he's that's the only thing he'll do every year. Yeah. He won't do it. He, he's a one and done racer, just like I am, mm-hmm. just like we are. Mm-hmm. But he'll run with he'll, donkeys. He'll run with donkeys. Hey, yeah. there you go. Why not? Yeah, I'm sure it's so joyful to be with them because they're, they really are a happy, happy <laughs> animal. Yeah. Yeah, they're so cute. And this race has been going in seven years. But hey, you're not allowed to bring guns. That's, <laughs> that's a rule. No guns. <laughs> Every, I, everything I, else is good. And I wonder if anyone's actually picked up a donkey just to carry it to sh- to do that rule. Well, those mini donkeys. Maybe. Yeah, buttercup. and there you go that was leo fong and we can't wait to to have who's going to be on the next podcast we don't know we'll see we'll see but uh stay tuned and check out gotterunracing.com for our full lineup of 2022 races yes and if you want to hear the shorter version of this podcast check out our youtube channel with video content gives you better perspective what we're talking about and uh, that's it cheers all right see you next time okay cheers Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotterunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotterunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K.
Gotta run.